Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. Whether you are looking for help recovering from mold illness or just want to learn more about creating a safe environment for your family, this podcast is the place for you. This commercial is brought to you by Pure Products. Tackle spring cleaning with these microfiber towels. You get five that are 15 by 15 size towels for only $7.50. This deal is only for the month of April. You can go to www.mypureproducts.net. Welcome to another episode of the Mold Matters Podcast. I'm Jeremy Evans, and I'm with Mike. Hi, Jer. Adams, how's it going? Very well. Good. Um, You know, I got caught up between... Do I go very well or very good? Mm-hmm. I yeah. I decided to go very well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's grammatically correct. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing good. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing good. <laughs> before doing we get too good. Before we get too far down any uh, uh, any sidetracks here, yeah. I want to say that advertisement about microfiber towels. We actually just did an episode on microfiber last episode, ep- episode thirty-seven. And boy, are the people clamoring for microfiber towels. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and so coincidentally, we actually, we, we're big fans, so we've bought a lot of them and we're willing yeah. to sell them. So um, microfiber towels, yeah, they're awesome. They are great. If you want to find out more, I mean, we, we, we did cover the basics, but there's there's a lot more to the microfiber. So, But if you're curious, what are the benefits of microfiber, check that one out. Yeah. And um, Nez... Our uh, producer behind the glass says, please remind everyone to subscribe. Mm-hmm. So subscribe if you can. I, I don't know how to tell you to do that, but mm-hmm. if you know how, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very good. Got the... Am I, is it possible I'm the only guy in the world that does a podcast but has no idea how to subscribe to a podcast? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay. I'm a good company. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the housekeeping items. Get those out of the yeah. way. And let's launch into a topic, Mike, and uh, we actually mentioned this last time, but a lot of these topics, uh, they come organically through our own work. We, and, and this one kind of is that way because it's it's warming up. We're, we're here in April. We've had a very snowy winter. In fact, I, I learned that Utah had the snowiest winter of any uh, major city in the U.S. this year. Yeah, and I think as far back as they keep records, the snowiest winter in Utah ever. Really? Yeah. That's that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, we had snow as of a week ago, really big snowstorm actually in yeah. April. So, yeah. So, um, spring's coming around, and and so we're kind of thinking in terms of what's relevant to mold and and things like that when when it comes to spring. And Mike, you actually had this really good idea. Do you want to kind of introduce it a little bit? Yeah. So my thought was, there's got to be hundreds of people that are going through this right now. Mm-hmm. You go downstairs. As an example, go downstairs and lo and behold, mm-hmm. you've got water in your basement. Mm-hmm. And um, this in this business, it always picks up this time of year, but particularly because it's been such a wet winter, it's going to be really busy this year. Um, and so we thought we would just go through, okay, if you are one of those unfortunate people who have water in your basement, what now? What's the best steps? Um, I've heard crazy stats where... Uh, traditional mold remediators are out two and three months from being able to come help. So yeah. there's some things you can do on your own yeah. to to limit the damage. In fact, I would I would venture to say that most people don't, you know, they, they hire someone 
or use their homeowner's insurance to, to get a, a water mitigation company out there, yeah. you know, and, and spend thousands of dollars in doing so, not realizing that after the fact, maybe seeing what they did, thinking, I could have done that. Yeah, it's not exactly rocket science. Yeah. yeah. So I think this could be a really helpful podcast for homeowners just to know, okay, so I have a water intrusion event, some kind of water damage. And, and, and you talked about basements. Those are big in Utah where we are and, and in other states. Some states not as big, but I think the principles will carry over regardless of whether you have basements or not. But Yeah, even even a, even a leak underneath your sink, yeah. for example. Yeah, and you don't have a basement, but you have a leak. The principles still apply. Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of adapt to circumstances, but we're going to just talk about what c- you as a homeowner can do if you had a water, water intrusion event, say springtime's coming. Uh, in fact, I've actually already had th- part, part of this. I've yeah, had water right. intrusion. Yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. Um, uh, we had water start coming through our basement through, the, uh, through a pipe coming through our foundation. And, uh, and you and I sloshed around your backyard. Mm-hmm. To figure out what was going on. Yep, we yeah. sure did. And so, <laughs> and then actually, my whole street—it's um, just been a really wet winter. Everything's melting. Yeah. And so, as it melts, you you have uh, everything off the roofs is is coming down hard around the house. I mean, there's lots of ways the water can get in, but but that actually, what you just said leads—isn't that your step one? This leads to your step yeah. one. Yeah, I think um, if we were to, d- we like lists. So what's yeah, number one. Number one thing is identify where on earth is the water coming from yeah. and try to stop that um, any way possible. Um, a lot of times it's as simple as, oh, my word, my, my rain gutter has failed and all the water that's melting off my roof is ending up in one spot. Mm-hmm. We, we've said this for years that a bad rain gutter or a, or a uh, faulty rain gutter is worse mm-hmm. than no rain gutter at all. Yeah, because you end up dumping all of the water off the roof into one spot right yeah. next to the foundation. So the big thing with rain gutters is make sure that they are flowing correctly towards where the downspout is, and also you need to have that extended away from the foundation at least three or four feet. Yeah, yeah. So, so what you're saying is step one: figure out. If it's if it's a gutter, if it's a leak, right. if and and honestly, there are some circumstances where it's maybe hard for a homeowner to, to determine that. But in yeah. most cases, you know your home, you've been living there. Yeah, you can usually figure it out. I mean, some of that outside, like you're saying, some of the gutters and and grading issues. We've talked a lot about grading issues. Sometimes those aren't as intuitive. You've got to really get outside and figure out what's going on here. Yeah, but. Uh, well, another good example is uh, a lot of homes have sump pumps mm-hmm. to try to pump the water that's uh, near the foundation away from the house. Mm-hmm. Um, those fail. Those trip a circuit breaker or something mm-hmm. like that. That can cause problems as well. So, yeah, yeah. So step one: determine why you have you know why you have water intrusion. Step two would be. Well, let me go back to step one. I'm oh. I apologize, but I was going to say the biggest clue or one of the best clues that I use when inspecting the outside of a home uh-huh. is look for stains yeah. on, the, on either the rain gutter or the side of the house or the foundation. Yeah. Because if there's stains, that means water's hitting it and that's, it's yeah. not supposed to do that. Yeah. Follow so the water, the signs of water. And yeah. And we've talked about effluorescence, which is kind of a white yeah. crystallizing of, you know, minerals and stuff. So yep. you can kind of tell if it's, it's, if it's a stain. Yeah. So follow the water. Um, so you've, you've identified, okay, you know, Say, I got a, let's use an example. Okay, my downspout yeah. 
seemed like it was working right, but it's connected to something underground, and I think that's plugged. And it's just... it's air, All the water is just piling up. Right next to the house. Right next to the foundation. And it's yeah. making its way eventually into the house. My carpets... This is a fairly common scenario. My, You know, I walk into my room because I actually have this. I walk into my room, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I don't have my shoes on, and I yeah. feel squish, 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 right? It's yeah. kind of wet. I'm like, oh, there's water in the and, and because you have years of experience, Jer, you knew that squish was not right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could have called someone to tell me, but yeah. I knew just deep down that... Intuitively. That that was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, so... Should so, have no squish. So carpet's wet, um, you know, to a certain extent. I've actually had a lot of water intrusion events in the last four months. You have, yeah. So yeah, welcome I, to home ownership. I'm, I'm kind of speaking from my own experience yeah. here. But yeah, so, okay. So we determine it's the foundation or, or the, 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 the gutter is yes. is leading to intrusion into the through the foundation wall. It's getting carpet wet. It's getting pr- some sheetrock wet. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, let's touch on that just for a minute. This is this is kind of my old um th- this goes back years where this always drove me nuts where customers would say, I think I might have a, a crack in my foundation. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I said, well, you may or you may mm-hmm. not. But regardless, your foundation is not a boat. It's mm-hmm. not s- designed to keep the water out if yeah. there's water down there. The idea is that that foundation, the dirt around the foundation needs to be dry. Yeah. And so... Don't panic and think you're going to have some major, you know, I've had people say, I think I'm going to have to completely redo the foundation or whatever. No, you don't. You just need to get the water away. So if you can do something as simple as just make sure the rain gutter is extended away from the foundation of the home, Mm -hmm. that will stop the flow of water. Now, just by doing that, you're a long way from getting things dried out. Right. Because what's happened is the the, uh, soil around the foundation has been saturated that has migrated to the foundation so that's saturated yeah and then that's migrated into the studs on the wall and into the sheetrock so right. that's saturated right and then in your case the water is actually seeped under the the uh, studs and is under the pad yeah so at that point we need to what you don't want to do is keep all the water covered up where it can't dry out quickly right Right. So if you stop the flow of the water, just like if you had a leak underneath the sink, fix that. And now we need to try to get the area opened up so you can get air and let evaporation do its thing. Yeah. And generally, you do want to stop the water before you start, you know, drying it out. But in some cases, you're going to just... Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, I I can fix the gutter later, but I've got water now. Yeah. So I'm going to get that, start drying that out. Yeah. And think of it this way. What... You know, would you rather have carpet wet for a while or cement wet for a while? Yeah. And I would much rather have cement wet for a while. Right. Because carpet is going to, you know, start to grow mold much, much quicker than what cement would. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So, so, um, identify the source, stop the source, and then you're saying begin to get some airflow to the wet parts. Yeah. What does that look like? This, this gets a little bit tricky. Um, you may want to cut out a little bit of sheetrock so you can get the air to wherever it's saturated. You'll probably also want to pull the carpet back. Um, for whatever reason, it seems like water always comes into the corner of a room mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to right in the middle. Yours was a corner as yeah. well, right? Yeah, it was a corner. So it's usually pretty easy to grab 
some carpet in that corner and pull it back yeah. away from where it's wet. Keep pulling until you see, okay, there's dry carpet now. Yeah. And do the same with the pad. In fact, I would just cut the pad out because yeah. you can't. You're not going to want to try to save the pad. You you, you uh, bashed on sponges last episode, I remember. Right, yeah. It's kind of like a sponge. It, it really is. Under yeah. your under your carpet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it will never dry out and not have mold. Yeah. So just get rid of that thing. So now you, uh, and like I say, you may want to cut a little bit of sheetrock out so at least you can get air into the walls. Yeah. The, the idea is to get things dried out as quickly as possible. Um, I've seen... People say, in fact, I think the EPA says this, that if you can't get it dried out within 24 to 48 hours, you're likely going to grow mold. Yeah. So I would argue that because drying takes more than usually 24 to 48 right. hours, that it ultimately you're probably going to have stuff. But yeah. just it, in my, you know, I, like I said, I've probably had, I've had three, three or four water intrusion events in the last six months. And my experience shows that even me jumping on it day of, yeah, I've, I've still I'll still come back, you know, after it's all dry and there's still a little funk down there, a little yeah. funky smell. So bear in mind that this is the first time you caught the water in your house. Yeah, that that's doesn't true. mean that's the first time that water came through. That's true. There. So you could have mold from for years. Yeah, down in, in that area. Yeah, and now you just added more water to the mold. So that's why I say is you got to be a little bit tricky because you don't want to put fans on mold. Yeah, and start to blow mold all through your home. Either. Yeah. Do you have a good rule of thumb? Because, you know, wh- when, yeah, how do you know, should I put fans on this or am I worried to put fans on this? Yeah, I, I, I think if, my personal opinion, if you can see visible mold, I probably would not put a fan on yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But if you if you don't see visible, that's what I did is I started putting fans on because I didn't see any. Yeah. Um, and I left it on. Do you remember my current house? Because it's my, my last two yeah. houses. My current house, I, I did notice after... I don't know, probably been a couple of weeks. I did start to notice, like, because I left the door open mm-hmm. to the room that, right. that had the fans on it, and I, I started to wonder if that wasn't a great idea. Yeah. You know, I think s- containing it still is probably a good idea. Even if yeah. you don't see visible mold, contain it to, to as, mu- uh, as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, because it's, I mean, we, yeah. we've heard all the, you know, the, the figures of you got to have over a million spores in a square inch to for it to even be visible right so yeah if it's if it's visible you've got a lot of mold yeah um and you may have a lot of mold anyway so just yeah. be proceed carefully at that point when determining whether you want to put a fan on it or not what what are your thoughts about during that dry out phase dehumidification if it's like oh. a serious yeah absolutely okay yeah. it's yeah. a serious water issue uh it's kind of a funny thing but if there's a lot of water even if you've you know, I'm thinking of scenarios where, you know, the water has built up into right. that room. Yeah. And in that case, we should say you will need to get um, some pumps. They have kind of almost like portable sump pumps. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they're called, but there's a lot. They have them at Home Depot. You yeah. can go buy them. Yeah. Um, and you can, it'll run a hose and you run it out the window and you can start pumping that. And it'll it'll take the water level right down to just, just barely above the cement. Just Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're pretty amazing. Have yeah. You, in fact, the, I think... We've got two or three of them here in the warehouse. One of them's called a water monster. Water is that something. It? I think it's a water bucket. I don't know. I uh, we don't know. Right. Well, yeah. Get anyway. a pump. Find a pump. <laughs> Find a pump. They have them at all <laughs> your pump lo- it out. <laughs> hardware stores. And yes, you make a great point. Dehumidifiers are awesome yeah. to get things dried out quickly. Yeah, because it's amazing. You know, you really feel it here in this dry climate, but it's amazing how even 
you know, even if that water's only been there like an hour or two, it, it feels like a swamp. It in does. There. It feels like New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. You're, and then even after you pump the water out, you're still like, wow. It's, it's yeah. so. So that dehumidifier can can go a long way at preventing like more serious mold right. growth, right? Because you're bringing yes. that humidity down. Because because say you have the flood in the corner, um, but it's a pretty big flood. But you have the flood in the corner, and you, uh, but the humidity's risen everywhere in that area. Yeah. You know, probably likely in the entire house, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, so you, you've got to take that into account. Anything above 60, maybe percent relative humidity for maybe even 55, 50, 55, you got to start yeah. worrying. So, right. Okay. So, so dry out with fans. Any, any particular kind of fan you suggest? Um, no, I mean we're just moving air, you yeah. know. So that's what they call them in the industry, air movers. Yeah, they do. It's you, you pay more for an air mover than you do for a fan. Yeah, if you just you know if the, if the company shows up and they have fans, you're <laughs> like, well, I can do I, that. I have fans. No, you're like, no. What it's an I air don't mover. have is an air mover. Oh, it's an air yeah. mover. Oh, okay. okay. All right, it's an air <laughs> mover. Oh, okay. Do, what does that do different than the fan? <laughs> it it just moves air like the fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now they do. You can rent. You know they do. Kind of have these industrial style. They kind of yeah. look like snails. I don't know if that's yeah. The they do. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think of. They do have those. You can even rent those at like Home Depot, Lowe's, hardware stores for yeah. twenty five bucks a day. If or you don't, yeah, you can buy them for hundred bucks or buy them, yeah. buy them for hundred bucks. Yeah. So, um, which yeah, you're gonna probably have it on there for several days. So I don't know. It might be worth buying them. Yeah. But but uh, but those do put out a lot. Of, you know, they put out. A, a nice robust flow of air. I'm a I'm a fan of the air movers. Yeah, air movers. Yeah, yeah. big fan. Yeah, yeah I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got me. Yeah, I got you. So, but you know, I've had people call me. Hey, I've got a box fan. Should I put that on there? And I I think anything helps. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, you, if that's if that's all you got, but but definitely, you know, some of these, you know, like I said, these these kind of more industrial fans that you can get. Um, at your hardware stores, they're going to put out more air yeah. and be able to dry out faster. So, yeah. so again, if you have a water event, you know, run to the hardware store. If you need to buy some, rent some. Again, this is I think long term going to save you some money. Yeah. Because if someone has to come out, they're actually going to charge you, you know, thirty, forty bucks a day for their air movers, not fans. Yeah, and they'll put they'll put a bunch in there, and they may put yeah, yeah five, ten, yeah. And and often often your homeowners homeowners insurance will pay for that, but um, so, so I ha- I have an interesting story. Okay, I'll tell you. I have two uh, nephews. They're just a couple of years apart. They actually live close to each other, and uh, they both bought homes that were built this by the same builder. They both had leaks. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something to do with, if I remember right. The plumber that worked on both homes during construction forgot to um, solder the last joint when it comes to the shower head. Oh. And so it, it only leaked when you were running the shower, right? Uh-huh. If you just bathed, yeah. it didn't leak. But yeah. you turn the shower on, then it leaks. Yeah. And they lived there, each of them, you know, three or four or five years. And they started realizing something's not right. It just smells bad. Well... One of the nephews called and said, hey, I think I've had a leak that's been going on for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And the insurance says, well, unfortunately, that's not covered. Mm-hmm. And then the other one said, I've got a mess here, mm-hmm. and it's covered. <laughs> <laughs> Both identical scenarios. It was just a 
The way they explained it, basically. The way they explained it was the only difference. Yeah. I've heard that many, many times. Yeah. You, you have to be careful what you say yeah. to your and insurance. And we're certainly not suggesting anybody lie, but yeah. it's, I mean, it's all, was it a leak or was it an event? That's the that's yeah. the de- the line of delineation, I guess. Yeah. If the leak's been going on forever, they look at you as neglect. Yeah. You're neglect a bad homeowner. Yeah, yeah. You're not doing your part. But if it's like, oh, we just had this big wow. event. Wow. This this really came out. Yeah. <laughs> this shower. Yeah. <laughs> we should do, in fact, w- let's do, let's remember this. Let's do a, a podcast on, on mm. homeowners insurance yeah, let's do. and some of the ins and outs of that. Cause yeah. that's a whole nother, whole nother world. Yeah. Okay. So we've dried out. Um, you know, I guess let's talk time. I mean, yeah. how long are you thinking on an average, you know, our scenario where the waters come in, I've peeled back the carpet, I tore out the pad, I've maybe cut some sheetrock holes or, or whatever I think is necessary. And I've got fans on it. Yeah. How long am I looking at fans? Well, I, y- you know, you brought up the dehumidifier. It will be significantly faster if you have a dehumidifier in yeah. there with the fans. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you're just kind of blowing around humid air. Yeah. And, and it helps, but it's not as effective as if you have a humidifier. Yeah. It's amazing how much moisture a dehumidifier will pull out of the air. Yeah. Um, but my recommendation would be to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and buy yourself a $35 moisture meter. Yeah. And I don't get caught up on the numbers necessarily. Mm-hmm. The real trick of those little cheap moisture meters is go somewhere where it's dry. Right. And then start progressing towards where you have an issue. Yeah. And if there's a significant difference between where the issue is and where the dry area is, you're not dried out yet. Yeah. Don't just go to the, the wet area and, yeah. and say, oh, I'm a 10, I'm good. Yeah. Well, you don't know that for sure. You yeah. Know? Yeah. What is a 10 on those cheap ones? Right. Yeah. But if it's similar to what the dry is, you might be okay. Yeah. yeah. You're probably fine. Yeah. I like that tip. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I was going to say one other thing. This is just a little, if the weather's good outside, um, and, and here where we're dry, mm-hmm. like in, I'm thinking of the, f- the first water intrusion event I had this year, the window can be your friend too. Yeah. Open up the window, yep. you got fresh air, and then the fan kind of, you know, you created some, some airflow and then fresh air was coming in too. Right. And that was my friend because the temperature was at a good place. And, but if yeah. it's, if it's rainy or if you're in like a really humid environment, that may not be, not going to be great. Your best yeah. option. So, yeah. so yeah, once you, uh, <laughs> once you've determined, okay, I'm dried out. Yeah. Then it's kind of time. Okay. We need to make a decision here yeah. on what the next step is. Okay. Um, you can get advice from a professional or you can kind of wing it the one thing i would be very careful of in in trying to wrap your brain around is that you know how we touched on this may not be the first time you had mm-hmm. water intrusion it's just the first time you notice it yeah that house may have an elevated mold load before the water ever came in yeah right and is all that did is made the mold load from you know on a scale of one to ten it took it from a six to a seven yeah well, by drying everything out and then replacing everything, you're you're still at a 6.5 in the home. Yeah. So you need to consider, do I need a whole home treatment to get the home back to healthy status? Yeah. So just be real careful. We see it all the time. Traditional remediators will, their scope of work is just where that water came in, mm-hmm. period. Right. And, in fact, they test within the containment after they run air scrubbers for right. Two, three, four days. Right. Well, that to me is almost disingenuous because the homeowner doesn't know any better, and they they get a report from that remediator that says, 
look, we ran air quality test and you have no mold. Well, you have no mold in that containment area, mm-hmm. but what about the rest of the home? Which yeah. And that's what very few of them will check the rest of the home for you. Yeah. And so you got to be a little bit careful. Yeah. So after it's dry, you, you need to consider next steps as far as what d- did we have some mold growth yeah. during the event? Right. Was there some previous mold growth? And maybe consider how to rectify that. And I certainly wouldn't be in a hurry to get things rebuilt. Yeah. You know, make sure that it's not going to be a recurring problem. Yeah. You don't want to throw sheetrock right back up and have moisture, and then you can't tell now because you'll put the sheetrock back up. Yeah. So take your time and yeah. just be real smart about it. Uh, wh- wh- you know, back to the drying, um, you know, you've got baseboards as well. Do you, do you think it's, what do you think about baseboards? Take those off if they're really soaked? Yeah, I would take them off. Let them air out? Yeah. Well, and or even replace them. And you replace know? them? Yeah. Also a cheap item. For sure, for sure the pad has got to go. Do not yeah. try to save the pad. Yeah. Um, in most cases, we can save the carpet. Yeah. Um, but the pad's got to go. Yeah, the pad's just too hard to get to. Yeah. All right, so um, that's kind of, I can't, I mean, is there more to say here? I well, think yeah, that's I think the basic steps. I, I think a couple of things. One is is get your whole home tested Yeah. to make sure you don't have a problem that's bigger than what you realize. Yeah. Um, just for the safety of your family. And then, and then there are, for the lack of a better word, there are gadgets you can buy that you can put down in that corner that's been problematic uh-huh. that will notify you if, you have more water intrusion. Yeah. Because especially in a basement, sometimes it's like we had it years ago in our house and it's a room that we never went in. Yeah. You know, it was just, it, it kept my wife's scrapbook yeah. supplies. Yeah. Had we had a a water sensor or a water alarm yeah. down there, we'd have known we had an issue. Yeah. So be proactive with, with gadgets like that. Yeah. Put those in place. Make sure you're going to be okay. Yeah. I, have, I actually have some cool ones installed that, send me a text they integrate with my internet my wi-fi oh yeah and they send me a text if they have little probes on the bottom if moisture yeah. touches those you set them down it notifies me yeah i think those are amazing because i do worry especially basements like you're saying there's yeah. there's a lot of basements out there that people don't go into very often especially yeah. like a back room where there's yeah. a window well and you'll never you'll never know unless so so we've got those installed and i think those are huge the other the other thing i'll point out is that i've seen this over and over again where people will have a flood, the so-called expert will come out, give them some advice, they'll tear things out, they'll rebuild it, and they'll tell them, well, it must have just been a fluke, you know? that what? It's never a fluke. It's yeah. it's a problem. And next time it rains or next time you have a really bad winter, it's going to do it again Yeah. unless you do things to, to uh, solve the problem. Right. And I will say, too, back to, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but... If you start to notice after you've torn out and dried out, if you do notice a kind of a musty smell, yeah, uh, you're probably it probably means there's something going on there. There's some growth. You probably, you know, even if you jumped on it quickly, you know, some of those parts, like you're saying, like especially cement, some of those pieces and, and materials take forever to dry out, and so it's very possible you did get some mold growth, and it doesn't mean you did anything wrong, right? But that's. But that's the point when you might want to have someone that you trust come out and say, all right, can we make sure before we close it up, like right. you're saying, let's make sure. The like in our case, we would, yeah. we, would, we would basically do kind of a full, full home uh, kind of d- sterilization process, make sure everything's good, clean, sterile. Now button it up. Right. And then, and then you can feel better about that. 
Yeah. So anything else to add on that process? No, I, I think I think that maybe will help. Um, I, we, let's review it. So, okay. So stop. Figure out where the water's coming from. Stop yes. it. Dr- get things out, dry it out. Pull, yeah. pull carpet back. Uh-huh. Potentially cut into sheetrock. Whatever uh-huh. it takes to... Uh, two thi- that does two things. That gives you a, a kind of an idea of the scope of the right of the, the damage, yeah, and the water, and also allows you to get more air to that area quicker. Yeah, I, I will say this: one thing that people fall for all the time is they'll put a fan on sheetrock inside the room and put a moisture meter on it, and the interior of the sheet. Oh yeah, n- not the interior of the sheetrock. That's the the wall side of the sheetrock. Yeah, will feel dry and yeah. it will re-dry according to the moisture meter. Yeah. But the inside of that wall is still very wet. Yeah. So it can trick you. So yeah. that's why we encourage you to at least cut a little bit of, of um, you know, space out of the sheetrock so you can see, see what the heck going is on. going on inside there. Yeah. yeah. If it's bad, act accordingly. If it's not too bad, just get the fans dry and stuff out. Right. So dry out. Yep. And then um, kind of you gave some a lot of tips on the dry out. Once you've mm-hmm. dried out, kind of evaluate yep. what you want to do as far as, you know, do we need to rectify some air quality mold issues yeah. and then button it up. I like what you said about don't be in a hurry to button it up because right. especially once y- until you figured out how the water is really going to be right. You're going to be right back. Right back where you are. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. All right. And, well, then, and then and the final step is put something there that will notify you if it happens yeah. again. Something to, to prevent. A really, really cheap trick. Yeah. So, yeah, so hopefully that's a helpful little checklist for anyone who wants to kind of try this on their own. I think uh, the other, especially when there's big, uh, you know, like I remember last year or was it the year before, we had just some really big rainstorms, and everyone needed services. Yeah. And these guys are booked out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and they're saying, I can come in two days, three days, and you're like, well, my wa- my basement's flooded now. Right. So I think yeah. being able to do this on your own could be a really useful in fact, I can think of one customer we had that they actually had water intrusion, plus they had a sewer backup. Oh, man. And they couldn't get anybody in there for months. Oh, man. That house just became a toxic nightmare. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So there's things you can do on your own. Yeah. All righty. Well, with that, we'll end. Thanks for okay. listening, and until uh, next time. And uh, just for the record, if you're still praying for moisture in Utah, you can stop. Yeah, no more. All right. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Mold Matters Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more in-depth information on mold illness and recovery.